Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And, you know, this, this idea of the soul of business, uh, to me, you know, obviously it's a fascinating topic because I've been uh, involved with it for a long, long time. Uh, you know, it was the tagline of uh, my book, Compassionate Capitalism, that uh, David Meltzer and I put together, um, A Journey to the Soul of Business. And, you know, my guest today, Pete Romano, um, yeah, he and his firm Sedgwick are doing some fascinating work in terms of how the soul actually manifests itself. And I use the full, you know, I'm using soul here, not in a religious sense in any way, shape or form. It has to do with something more, more fungible and more tangible, uh, I think, yeah, in a business context. Customers interact with the soul all the time, for ill or for good. If it's covered up, you got some. You got some problems. If it's if it's present, you're probably going to be you know, you know, going to the bank. <laughs> yeah, with in some pretty interesting ways. Um, Pete's the founder and the, the chief solution architect of Sedgwick, and I mentioned Sedgwick. Um, they have a customer journey management platform that is absolutely astounding. Uh, I, and I say astounding. I, I've been around a lot of this stuff, and the way that they've put this thing together, um, I, I think you're going to want to pay some particular attention to this. For if, particularly if you've got customers uh, that you want to influence and actually have uh, feeling good about themselves as a consequence of touching your product or being touched by your product or service. So with that kind of a soliloquy introduction here, I want to just welcome you, Beak. Welcome to the uh, the podcast. Well, thank you, Blaine. It's really uh, amazing to be here. and uh, I, I thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, tell us, a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, about your journey. I mean, how did you end up at Sedgwick? How did you end up as uh, not only the, the founder, but the, the chief solution architect? I love that title. Yeah, a CSA, yeah, well, a new well, acronym well, that I can play with. Well, as the founder, I get to make up any titles that I want. So so that's, that's easy. But when I tell people where we started, where I started, and where I am now, they, they wonder what, what all that, that middle space is, because um, my early career, I, I was a, a musician, I was a music major, I, I went to uh, a state school for, for music production, uh, and we were learning how to produce R&B records, and pop records, and jazz records, and studying Stevie Wonder, and studying Beethoven and Bach and, and music theory and learning how to uh, construct vocal harmonies. And when I graduated, that led me into jingle production. So it, I, I quickly uh, pivoted from producing R&B records to producing R&B jingles and working with some of the best of the best in terms of Madison Avenue, Park Avenue advertising agencies, which uh, I, at the time, I was so, so blessed to, to be able to, to work with that caliber of talent, you know, while some of my peers were still just trying to uh, get a home studio together or, or not working in the field at all. And so I, I was really, really blessed. And so uh, a few years of cutting my teeth in New York City in different recording studios, specifically for advertising got into a little bit of film production. Uh, and when the economy just fell apart around 2007, 2008, kind of ended up having to find my own way. And I, I figured, well, 
what better way to take this knowledge and this experience of super high quality production and try to try to put that to work for the small business owner. I, I saw an opportunity back then looking at local television commercials and saying, oh my God, we can do better than that for something that doesn't have to break the bank. And that became one of my talking points. I, I would pitch local small businesses on, hey, you can have a national look for a small business price. And from just starting a company and just going out on my own and experiencing it firsthand, being the first entrepreneur in my family, being the first college graduate, the first entrepreneur in my family, uh, I experienced firsthand just how hard getting a business started from nothing is. And software and technology came into my life and specifically CRM technology and showed me that there is somewhat of a way that you can start to, to manage that. And so that, that's the short, short version of how we get from music major to founder, chief solutions architect. Okay. Now, yeah, that, that, that entrepreneurial journey, I mean, most of the listeners uh, of this podcast yeah, have taken that journey, have been on it for a while. And the, the, yeah, the customer interface, the customer interaction is, is so, so critically important to success. Um, I'm going to just preface, you know, where I'm going next with this, with, with a question that I want to just kind of move into here. And it has to do with the nature of the soul of business. Yeah. Your, your, your migration, how did you keep number one, what, what for you was the soul of Sedgwick and number two, how are you keeping it alive in, in, in the day to day? So, you know, basically it's kind of, what does the soul of business mean to you? Yeah. So um, we believe that every small business deserves an edge. Uh, small, small businesses, they, they, they get into, they oftentimes get into what they do without all of the best training and support that uh, large fortune 1000, large fortune 500 companies have. And, and they're left to their own devices to figure out and put the pieces together. And if you're a fan of the E-Myth uh, by Michael Gerber, you, you understand that most small businesses are a technician who uh, is thrust or voluntarily goes into entrepreneurialism and they know how to deliver the job and do the work, but they don't really have all of the experience for all of the other components that go into making a small business uh, successful, answering the phones, marketing, bookkeeping, accounting, um, paying your taxes on time, you know, filling out government paperwork, payroll. There's all of these other things that we know have to go into a small business. And so to me, the, the soul of business, as you put it, it is that, that, that hardworking entrepreneur that's willing to uh, get up early and stay late and put in the work necessary to, to, to never give up and to ensure that even as they're uh, maybe dropping the ball or being less than perfect in the service of their customers, at the very least, they're doing their best to, to, to work hard every day and, and uh, be able to face every, every single customer uh, you know, with positivity and authenticity. You know, 
I, I love that. And, and kind of where I want to go with this is in the way, I mean, as the solutions architect, the, you know, the word architect, yeah, for me, it uh, evokes a tailor. I mean, a bespoke tailor, you know, I mean, Seville Row sort of a thing. And your solution, Sedgwick's solution, is not off the shelf, plug and play sort of a thing. It really is bespoke. And that was one of the things that I was really struck by. So could you talk a little bit about how um, a small business owner uh, can actually leverage what it is that you bring to the market? The, um, well, so the architect for me comes from literally, uh, I, with, with very little programming background and, and learning myself you know, fully, uh, you know, piece by piece and, and having good mentors, uh, we, we learned how to build a platform, how to architect a software platform. Uh, but but it's more than that. When you know, our chief solutions architect is every business has a unique solution to what their customer journey is. And and I remember when when it first started becoming apparent to me that what we were doing was special and unique. I would think to myself, or sometimes I'd say out loud, that every small business owner ever should sh should be forced almost to develop software for themselves because. The, the, the software development process forces you to think of every single angle because if you're if you're looking to to, to build support for a house or you have, if you have an old house that you need to sort of you know, buoy by putting up additional supports you, you have to do that in the right way and you have to think through every single detail and if something's not right it's going to become apparent if you if you don't connect the tables in the database together it's in the right way it's going to become apparent if you don't uh have the the, the right bandwidth for for your servers that's going to quickly become apparent and so by by architecting a piece of software for your business it forces you to think you know how do i tag people you know do do i give do, is there just one option or do they get tagged or do they have multiple options for this one attribute? And so it was such an educational process for me. But in addition, uh, all of my networking was, uh, I was fortunate and maybe unfortunate to have exposure to a lot of different industries. Uh, I, I was very big into local networking with chambers and, and BNIs and the tip chapters. And I would work with real estate agents and mortgage brokers and contractors and title insurance guys and lawyers and doctors. And I saw, but when speaking to them, I, I saw very, very similar challenges that they, that they all, you know, no matter what the industry was, you know, the, the similar challenges in terms of getting good help, in terms of answering the phones, in mm -hmm. terms of just, you know, every, industry has things that they sometimes call leads and sometimes they call prospects, sometimes they call suspects, sometimes they call them clients, sometimes they call them customers, sometimes they call them subscribers. And I, I was forced to sort of bring in all of this input from different industries and digest it and normalize it in a way to, to architect a platform that could be, um, agnostic to, to the different industries that we were working with. And so that, that was an unbelievable experience that, that I, I, I forced myself through. <laughs> hence, hence the loss of hair, huh? 
I did have more when I started. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm, I'm on your website right now, and uh, that's it's not something I typically do when uh, I'm interviewing a guest. But I wanted to you know, just, uh, and I'm just fascinated by it. I truly am. Uh, first of all, it's just a real clean site. It, it, it's, it's really easy to navigate. Um, platform benefits. I'm going to just literally, folks, just, you know, you need to go to Sedgwick, S-E-G-W-I-K.com and, and, and actually spend some time on this platform. Uh, the platform benefits, I'm going to read directly from this. Built to handle the entire customer journey. And I want to talk about customer journey here. Built to handle the entire customer journey from hello to yes. From happy customer to repeat client and referrals. Mix and match modules to build a seamless and automated version of your business. I mean, if that doesn't summarize in, in probably one of the most elegant fashions I've ever heard, what you're about, I don't know what else could. It, it, it is such a... a, a and I'll use the word again, such an elegant statement. There's no unintended consequences. I don't stop, I don't even stop to pause and think about it. It's just kind of like, well, wow, that's cool. And then you've got underneath that, you know, you've got the different uh, modules that you actually could you know, mix and match and play with. Um, right. I, I, I wanted to, you know, you know, cite this because of the focus on the customer journey. And this is you know, embedded in everything that we've been talking about you know, so far. The idea of the customer journey, can you, can you uh, talk a little bit more about that? And, and what I'd like to do is I want to give us and be sure that we've got time that we don't get interrupted here. So I'm going to take a very quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to unbundle this notion of the customer journey and actually why it becomes so important to the success of an entrepreneur. So we'll be right back with Pete Romano, founder and chief solutions architect of Sedgwick. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the leadership mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. And welcome back, folks. Um, before we took a break here, I was talking with Pete about uh, customer journey. And I had mentioned, and this is something that I usually don't do when I'm in the middle of an interview. I went onto his website, the company's website, Sedgwick, S-E-G-W-I-K.com. And it is the most elegant description of, of uh 
what they're about that I've ever, you know, really that I've ever seen. Uh, you know, it, it, it just pops. And built to handle the entire customer journey from hello to yes. I want to unbundle this notion of customer journey because as I understand just, you know, from my, you know, getting to know you a little bit, one of the frustrating founding principles that caused you to set up Sedgwick was, yeah, the, the whole experience that you had around customer journey itself yeah, as a consumer at one point in time and as a consultant to these various uh, constituencies. So how do you define customer journey and why is it so important? So, right. To, to us, the customer journey is uh, from the moment that a client or, or a person, a prospect out in the world uh, desires the service or product that you offer and they haven't even heard of you to the first time that they're exposed to your business in an ad, to how you uh, greet them on your website, to how you allow them to book through your calendar or you know, the form or the questions that you ask. It involves the way that your assistant answers the phone. It involves the phone tree and how, you're, how when you call into your business, how they navigate that experience and involves everything from the salesman maybe coming out to your home if you're if that's the type of business and what the what shirt they're wearing and what their hat is and the fact that you know don't smoke when you're an employee going to your customer's home and the onboarding process all the way through invoicing and what uh, what those look like and how frequently you might be followed up upon to seeking a referral and asking for a review. Uh, to me, that's the entire customer experience, just uh, from hello to yes and beyond. So what you've described uh, in, in my listing are the milestones in a successful customer journey. What's the experience that you are looking to have the customer have? All right, so... We, we built Segwick to allow the business owners that use our platform to deliver a more elegant and professional, uh, predictable experience to their customers. That's why we brand it as a customer journey management system and not just a CRM. Uh, it's a customer journey management system because we try to give all of the tools that we believe necessary from email marketing to texting to credit card processing to booking to quoting, try to give all of those in one login so that you don't need to, oh, there's this hole in our customer journey. Pete, you don't offer quoting. Well, that would be a big lapse on our part. You know, whereas other CRMs, uh, maybe they include that, but they don't include the telephony or they include the telephony, but they don't include the lead management. And so we wanted to give one login so that the entire process can be handled uh, all the way without having to integrate too many uh, third-party systems. And so for the small business owners who are trying to struggle, uh, who are struggling to gain any amount of scale, they're, 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 I, I see every day that they struggle with just the day-to-day -day operations of their, of their own business. Maybe they're answering the phone differently for this person or they're um, they're, they're not sending, you know, one salesman is reminding the prospect that they're on their way and one guy isn't. We wanted to 
work with business owners to create predictable, repeatable patterns that once they start running those plays on a day-to-day basis, it can become the basis that they can scale upon. Predictable and replicable, you know, and and I don't mean this in any way, shape or form uh, to be uh, uh, diminishing, you know, what you No, it's what you strive for. But, but it, 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 I think of um, McDonald's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can go into any McDonald's in the world and you will have a predictably qualitatively sound hamburger. I'm not saying it's nutritional, right. but it's, but it will taste the same. Yeah. Right. And that's because they've replicated and Ray Kroc really paid attention to that. They've replicated the system. So it becomes literally a no brainer. Um, right. The idea here of journey, you know, the experience that I as a consumer have interacting with you as, as the provider of a service or a product, where I go to, because in, in, you know, I do a lot of work in leadership development and in, in, in leaders cause movement, that's what they do. And ideally they cause coordinated movement in a way that you know, people can actually get to point, from point A to point B with, without a whole lot of mess in, in the process. So that whole co-creation piece. And one of the things that I've landed on is just kind of a meme is how do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of your service or product? How do they feel about themselves? And if they feel uplifted, if they feel taken care of, if they feel honored, they're likely to stick around. Now, yeah, I can see both sides of this in play with your approach to what you're doing here. As the consumer, as the customer, whether I'm a client or yeah, whatever label you know, you know, I'm, I've been I've been uh, anointed with here. If the process is elegant, if it's smooth, if it's you know, I start to feel confident. I start to feel taken care of. I start to feel, and you just kind of fill in the blanks. But I ultimately end up start feeling like I made a good choice. Yeah, I'll give you an example. So we we work with a uh, a local contractor, and we uh, they were one of our earliest best clients. And imagine that you need you know, some outdoor accessories installed in your home and uh, you call and you get you know, uh, a, a, sh- a less than ideal voice on the phone and they take an appointment and uh, maybe they forget to show up or um, when they get there, they're, they're not dressed properly or, or, or anything else that you could imagine going wrong. And, and that's not, and maybe they give you a good quote and maybe they have great reviews, but it, it could be improved. Whereas a client that we're working with, you call in and the phone system actually knows the name of the caller and it can greet them by name. Uh, like, hello, Blaine, thank you for calling. Uh, we're transferring you to your sales rep. And then you're greeted by a warm voice who, when they make the appointment, uh, you get an immediate email and you get an immediate text message that informs you on the name of the salesperson that is coming to visit your home. It shows you a picture of the person who's coming to visit your home and says, this is going to be your sales representative. But not only that, it informs you in the email, hey, this is what you should expect from the upcoming meeting. And by the way, Here's a little bit of resource material if you want to bone up on the subject matter so that you could be a more well-informed customer. 
And all of that little experience happens before the salesperson even walks in the door, not to mention the text message reminding you that something's happening 24 hours from now, and maybe one hour before saying that the salesperson is you know, just around the corner and will be there shortly. You know, one contractor is delivering a subpar customer journey, and the other contractor that we're working with is you know, delivering a through-the-moon kind of customer journey. And, and that's what I want to be able to deliver to, to the folks in your audience. So, yeah, and both contractors could be doing good work. Mm-hmm. That, that's, and so this is a differentiator. This is one of the things that I was, you know, I'm glad that you're kind of pointing it out this way because this ends up being a classic differentiator in a crowded marketplace. Right. How do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of your product or service? If they feel good, if they feel exalted, if they feel taken care of, right. everything else being equal, they're going to they're gonna stick with the one that is providing that experience. Right. Yeah. I had to learn. I, I, I learned a lesson years ago. I, I, I wasn't even through college that it wasn't always the uh, most talented, uh, cleverest uh, contractor service provider that would get the gigs. It was the it was ev- it was everything else that went along uh, with the process. And, and I learned that lesson years ago. And then I, I relearned that lesson just just recently uh, working with a similar client. They, they wanted our help producing uh, internal training materials. And we ended up going and helping them shoot an installation of their product for about four hours. We shot all of this material talking to the camera. And, but what became the most important lessons from there had nothing to do with the installs. It had to do with how does the contractor behave when they're on, uh, in the home, in the presence of the, the client. And, and that became what we sort of led with. Uh, and so there's so much more to, to being in business than just the delivery of the service well. You're right. You know, fundamentally for me, I mean, it comes down to you know, relationship. How do I build high quality relationship, number one? And then how do I sustain that, number two? And if I've got both of those things in place, right. that becomes kind of a, a, magic, a magic sauce, uh, the secret sauce, if you will. The, the, the challenge for a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've worked with is literally what's the system that I need to develop? And, and, and I usually in, in, in conversations, I, I'll just speak for myself here. I didn't know what I needed until I fell into a hole and I went, how in the hell did I get here? Yeah, <laughs> there, right. there, somebody pulled the manhole cover off and I didn't see it. So where's that manhole cover? Um, what are the, I mean, you've, you've alluded to this, but if I come into your, don't, you know, your, your sphere of influence here, your business, how would you work with me? Um, yeah, I mean, a generic example. Yeah. There, yeah, we, we would uh, ask a lot of questions. Uh, we would find out the service that you deliver. We would find out what software you're currently using. We would ask you, uh, where, are, where are all of the documentation for, for all of your existing clients? Where, where are all of your leads? Uh, we, we would centralize your, your sphere of influence because for our platform to be successful, it's all about the touch points and the people and the data that, that have made up your world. And so usually that's uh, friends, families, networking partners, referral agents, uh, referral sources, uh, professional colleagues, uh, yeah, current clients, former clients, 
happy clients, sad clients. And, and we would try to get all of that clean and into a database. And then we would try to rebuild the history of the, the, the transaction history that you've had with them and get that into a database. Because what that could then tell us is then, you know, how we, we could send out uh, automations to happy clients seeking referrals. We can send follow-ups uh, to, to, to people after uh, jobs are, are done. Uh, and, and we would... Uh, be- centralize that and figure out how exactly do you want to move clients or prospective clients from A to B? And then if C happens, then how do you get to D? And then what do you want to say to them when they get to E? And we would really try to break down every single step that a customer takes uh, and and go from there. And and just to add something, when most people are looking into CRMs and looking into software platforms, they first go out to the market and see, well, this has this feature, this has that feature. And and then they try to bend their business to the features that they're seeing in the marketplace. And I say, you know, don't do that. Instead, go to the whiteboard and map out exactly what you want to happen. And then just really, really get precise about every single step along that path and then map your business to those solutions and try to fill in the gaps afterwards. And so I think I'll wrap up with this is that what makes Segwick unique is that we look even past that part and say, how does every customer need to move through your business? And from that, from the experience that the customer has, build your software solutions backwards from that so that you're thinking of them first and then your business and your needs second. Perfect. You know, you know, the idea of having this bespoke, uh, and I don't want to diminish the, uh, the, the, the nature of this by calling it a CRM because it's, it, it's CRM on steroids. Uh, I mean, it, it truly is. Yeah, you've, got, you've got a customer relation process here that is that when I first heard about it, I was just, I was really, you know, flabbergasted that you had put all of these pieces together. From a cost perspective, one of the things that I was also impressed with, because, um, you know, large organizations, you know, they'll spend a lot of money to, to kind of get, you know, a robust CRM process in place. As a, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, I'm not going to be breaking the bank to work with you. Right. Uh, so yeah, you have to come in at a price that that's yeah. appropriate for your for your marketplace. Beautiful. People can find out more about you uh, by going to segwick.com, S-E-G-W-I-K.com. Um, anything that you'd like them to know about contact? What, 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 if they were going to contact you, and, and folks, I'm going to put this in an if category here, but I want you to do it. If you were going to contact uh, Pete and or Segwick uh, themselves, what would you want them to bring to the conversation that would help facilitate you being more effective with them? I love a good empanada. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, what would they, um, yeah, I, I would want them to bring their, their imagination. I, okay. you know, you, there, there's, think about the last flight that you took and how elegantly you were brought to the airport, how elegantly you were brought to the gate. 
uh, how elegantly your your hotel room notified you that the uh, that it was ready. And think about just the, the the experiences that you're witnessing being a consumer of Fortune 500 companies, and recognize that that experience isn't uh, isn't unaccessible to you. That that you that you can have. Uh, similarly elegant journeys. And so I would just ask them to sort of clear their mind of all of the clutter of all of the prohibitions and things that uh, have been keeping them from building the business of their dreams. And let's just start building that. Let's just start building. Good. I love it. How are you leaving things, Pete? And this is the last question. I'll I'll, I'll wrap up with this. How are you leaving things? How are you leaving it, whatever it may be? How are you leaving it better than you found it? How am I leaving it better? That's a good question. Um, I, if, it, if it's my legacy or if it's anything like akin to, to what that, you know, to, to that word, uh, I, I would hope that you know, th- through, through our, our teachings and our messaging out in the world that uh, business owners uh, strive to uh, be a better version, you know, be 1% better than how they were yesterday. And so how am I leaving it? I, I hope that the people that we touch uh, are feeling more optimistic about the future and building you know, more of what they see themselves as and, and not being uh, content with just what has been. Beautiful. Love it. I love it. My guest today is Pete Romano, the founder and uh, chief solutions architect at uh, Segwick.com, S-E-G-W-I-K.com. Find out more about them, go to their website. And I, and I really do mean go to their website. It, it's, it's one of the more elegant websites I've seen in a long time. And uh, yeah, just the way that they're putting stuff together. It's a good example of what you can expect if you were to do something with them. So Pete, I want to thank you very much. Thank you, Blaine. This has been Blaine Bartlett. You've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Um, check in on my website, blainebartlett.com. And I'd like you to uh, pay some particular attention to the uh, Leadership Mastermind Program. Um, I mentioned that in the little commercial break a little bit earlier in the session here, but I would like you to actually pay some attention to it. And uh, there's something there for you. I trust me. Yeah, there is something there for you. Uh, leaders, leaders cause movement, and you want to be as elegant in that process as you can. So again, blainebartlett.com. Check it out. And again, Pete, thank you very much. Take thank care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.